Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, January the 2nd, 2022, the first podcast episode of the new year. Hopefully it finds you, kids, staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. And hopefully you've already got your first workout in of the year. If not, you still have time if you're listening to this uh, anywhere close to real time. We are chatting today about eight ways you can start the year off right but before i kick into that you guys already know the drill we're brought to you by my homies at athletic greens the one thing i take every single day recently was traveling during the holidays and took some travel packs with me super easy rip them open throw them some water shake it slam it and you're good to go It literally is an easy way for you to cover the bases in your diet in terms of micronutrients, 75 whole food ingredients with probiotics and digestive enzymes, and it's the best tasting greens on the planet. You're talking like the equivalent to eating 10 to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables, which you all should be doing every single day. How many of you do that? Nobody. Even I don't do that because basically you have to dedicate your entire day to eating vegetables, which doesn't sound super fun. I eat what I can, and I supplement with the Athletic Greens. If you guys want to try it, right now we'll give you a year's supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. The site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott, gets you hooked up. Or if you heard me talk about this a million times, or maybe this is your first podcast episode, if you message us on the contact page on the website, uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, however you get in contact with us, I will have Monica send you a pack right to your front door for free. You can try it out. It tastes awesome, and then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. So hit us up. Otherwise, check it out, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. Also, we are brought to you by our friends at Dry Farms Wine. The site is dryfarmwines.com slash Jeremy Scott Fitness. Each order is going to get you guys a bottle for just a penny. So basically, you go on the site, order a bottle of wine, get the next bottle for a penny. Now, I don't really know that much about wine, even though I've been wine tasting all over the world, because it's just not my thing. Heather is kind of the resident wine expert here, but she hooked us up with a partnership with these guys because they do organic wines that are sugar-free. They are free of all the toxic additives, and I didn't know this before, that apparently the FDA allows 76 added uh, approved um, additives, I guess, into the wine, so they'll throw 76, you know, horseshit things in there that don't need to be there in all reality. Um, And the the truth is pure wine really is rare. They estimate that less than 0.01% of the world's wines meet the criteria that Dry Farms puts on their wine. So if you guys are going to booze, although I suggest if you can try a dry January, it's probably the easiest month to do it because there's really no parties or holidays and you probably drank and ate like shit the last couple months. But if you're going to booze anyway, do it the best way possible with our friends at Dry Farms Wine. So if you want to check it out, dryfarmwines.com slash Jeremy Scott Fitness to get hooked up, buy a bottle, get the next bottle for a penny. It's basically buy one, get one free. It's a pretty badass deal. And we're brought to you by my friends at Beam CBD. The site is beamtlc.com. The code is Jeremy Scott to get you 20% of all products, 35% of all subscriptions. I take the nightly dream product to go to sleep uh, almost every night, probably five or six nights for sure. Uh, there's no THC in there. Uh, It won't get you high, but there is CBD, there's melatonin, 
It is not habit forming. You don't wake up feeling groggy. You're just rested and ready to kick ass for the day. If you guys want to check it out, you can go to the site or hit us up. I have probably a hundred or so free sample packs here that we're happy to send out. We'll give you a couple of nights for free to try. See if it works. If you fall asleep quicker and stay asleep longer, then you can order and get hooked up with all of the free stuff from there. BMTLC.com. Code is Jeremy Scott for all the products. And our friends at JLab Pro. Now, they have a sale going on right now. If you guys aren't familiar, uh, the site is jeremyscottfitness.jlabpro.com. This is where we get our protein, our turmeric, our collagen, and our krill oils. And right now they have a New Year's Eve sale. I think it's 25% off everything on the site. If you want to try the collagen, I think we have a bigger discount code actually for first-time buyers. But uh, I've known Jay for over a decade. Uh, I trust him. He he knows his stuff. He's a registered dietitian. He obviously created the company. And side note, all the brands we work with, like we know uh, the people there and we create relationships with them. That's why they become sponsors of the podcast. It's not just uh, about making money. Just wanted to make that clear for you guys. So if you want to check it out, the site is jeremyscottfitness.jlebpro.com. I'm happy to send you guys a supplement guide. And I think right now the code is NY25 for 25% off everything on the site, or hit us up and, and ask any specific questions on any of the products that they offer. But uh, he's a good dude and been working with them for probably about a decade now. And last but not least, our friends at Kettle and Fire Bone Broth. Best tasting bone broth, hands down. Uh, they don't just make bone broth, they do bone broth soup, they do chilies, whatever I bought you last night, I forget. They do a Thai curry, they do a chicken noodle soup. They have a wide variety of different flavors of just the bone broth as well as the soups. Yeah, and I'm not just saying it tastes the best in terms of bone broth. It really does. It really does. And their chili is so good. It's so, like my favorite. If you guys want to check it out, um, obviously, and don't know the benefits of bone broth, uh, it does say it helps support you know joint health, joint mobility, hair, skin, and nails, which all of us need. There is studies that show it does you know, help with sleep. But the biggest thing we take it for is gut health and uh, digestive health, which in turn, obviously, turns your immune system into high gear. So you can fight all the shit that's going to come your way this cold and flu season and basically any time of the year. On a side note, all of the bone broth that they make comes from bones of cattle and chicken that are humanely raised. There's no antibiotics nor hormones, 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 and 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef, which is important to me. So if you want to check it out, Kettle and Fire Bone Broth. The code is SCOTT20 for 20% off, or hit me up for the link, and we'll get cooking from there. So, whoa. Welcome, Heather, to the podcast today. And thank you. Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, you were gone for... Over a week, Friday. Feels so. like forever, because I missed you so much. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you missed me. I'm sure you enjoyed the break after you left. Um, but yeah, I was gone. Just got back yesterday from Oregon. First, we went together on Christmas Eve back home to my family in Washington, the area I grew up in. And we spent time with my parents and my sisters, my two sisters' families and my nieces. They all lived near each other, and we had just a big old Christmas celebration, which I needed because I had been, gosh, three years or so since we both had been back there for Christmas, so it felt so special just to be with everybody and on my side of the family, um, and my parents go all out, so my mom gets really into Christmas, which I love, and just like decks the house out for the holidays, 
she had my dad dress up as Santa and surprise my little nieces, which is like a tradition in our family that someone always dresses up as Santa. Um, Jeremy did it one year. Uh, <laughs> Super yeah. awkward. The kids were like screaming, crying. <laughs> they were really young and scared of him, but it still was fun. And we sing Christmas carols. Uh, you didn't sing at all. Yes, I did. No. I sing a little bit. We have you on video because your mom's like, will you record this? So I have a two minute recording of silent night off key we silent night candlelights silent night um but it was we had some friends as well family friends over which was really nice to see them and it was a little chaotic at times but it was also just so fun to be surrounded by just a huge group of family and friends because i feel like the last few years were really low-key which is nice to have those relaxing small gatherings but i was ready for a big christmas so Uh, We, after the Christmas weekend, Jeremy flew back here and I stayed since I had a lot of uh, PTO vacation time to use and we went over to Bend, Oregon area, Redmond Bend, if you're familiar with Central Oregon. And that's a place that we always used to vacation growing up in the summertime and wintertime. It's like all four season destination. I would say the nicest part of Oregon. Mm, yeah you think one of the nicest I, would, um, I mean it's and you can do it all i mean from the mountains to the rivers to the beautiful alpine lakes to the high deserts like a high desert area as well of oregon so you get the really dry weather s- snow dry snow and really sunny which is great um and so we basically did every winter activity as possible went skiing snowboarding ice skating um, sledding and it just was so much fun especially because I have four nieces and I just wanted a lot of auntie time which I got m- filled my cup up and sister time and, and just quality time with my parents so that was my winter break <laughs> my adult winter break <laughs> well it's important too I think now that people can hopefully feel comfortable starting mm-hmm. to do these things that we in my opinion always should be doing uh it's nice to see and hear it from other people, too, whether you actually get to celebrate and see people they haven't seen in multiple years, which is not never a fun time, for sure. So it was cool. Uh, I, I could have had the weather be slightly warmer. Uh, yeah, it was like abnormally cold, and we never get snow like in southwest Washington and let po- me Portland, Oregon. Let me interrupt <laughs> you here. Um, it's like rare. If you get a couple inches, it's like a big deal, and that's what we got. <laughs> okay, so for all my Midwest folks out there, which today, um, this guy's Chris. He's actually with my old boss, and he still um, comes to uh, to Jeremy Scott Fitness. He went to the uh, the hockey game yesterday in Minneapolis, which is at Target Field, which you've been to. And as you know, there is no cover on Target Field. So the game's outside. Oh my gosh. Um, this morning. Sounds awful. Minneapolis, when I came to work, was negative 16 degrees. And he got it through the game. And obviously it's snowing, it's freezing. I'm sure his walk just to the game was probably one of the most miserable experiences ever. He did text me and say he didn't know they ever served soup at um at hockey games mm-hmm. and i don't think they really do but because it was outside and he was also drinking him at golden which i thought was amazing i bring that up because these people in the pacific northwest and i'm not trying to crush any of you guys who live there but heather's family talked about snow um every second i was there like it was 
the the greatest thing of all time. Like they were like, well, it might snow. Like literally, I heard it 150 times. To and then it it finally did snow. Um, by our but it's like house. the wet snow in Portland, Seattle area, and it doesn't really stick. It warms up and then it melts. But the thing, the reason why is because in the wintertime there in Portland, Seattle area, you get so sick of the gray and the constant rain. It can rain for a week straight and you can't do anything. And so when it snows, at least you can play in it and it's more excited, exciting and it feels like the holidays. And so it snows. But you have to go up to the mountains. Like that's yeah. like you go to Mount Hood or the Cascades and Mount Bachelor. And, and that's where we always go and play in the winter because you can do everything up in the mountains. And like when it, like where I grew up where it snows, you're not going to not see snow for hours. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're just stuck in it. Like <laughs> you're trapped. It's a prison. The, they're so concerned about the snow. Everyone's like, well, Jeremy, I hope your flight. Yeah, you're not, hope, hopefully they don't cancel your flight. If you can make it to the airport, you guys, I'm not, I'm not shitting you. I drive 10 minutes from your parents' place, and it is clear skies and sunshine. Literally, I'm pulling into the, like, the Portland airport, and the sun is blasting my face. And I'm like, yeah, guys, surprised I, I can make it here through this treacherous weather. I mean, what did it snow, two inches maybe, give or take? Yeah. It's, just, it's, a, it's cool to see. Like People get so excited for it. It's just, I grew up in it. It's just so different. The Midwest and Northwest is and I, different with that. I'll say to you, because we went to the track on Christmas Day. Was it Christmas Day? No, the day after. The day after. And uh, we were walking, and it's 33 degrees, and it's got kind of snow flurries or whatever. That's the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. We're 33 degrees to negative 15. Like, yeah. that's the, the, the main thing. But to see people get so excited for it, it's kind of cool. Um, and the kids. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, it's never severely cold like the Midwest. And so you can do so many different things outside when it does snow and it's enjoyable. True. Except by the mountain it does get. Except when I went snowboarding with my dad and it was like <laughs> abnormally cold up there. I think the bottom of the ski resort was like 15 degrees the top because we kept going up to the top. And the top of the mountain was like nine degrees and it was kind of windy and I was frozen, but I stuck it out because it was quality time with my dad and we've been skiing together and snowboarding ever since I was four years old, my whole family. And so it's just like something that we always do and he loves to count our runs and make sure we get our money's worth. And so I knew I had to stick it out till 4 p.m., which I was enjoying myself. I just, my hands were so numb and... It's all I could think about was how cold it was, but it still was super fun. Well, we're glad you're back. Yeah. Um, before I kick into the episode today, you guys, uh, eight years, eight years, eight ways to start your year off, right? Uh, quick reminder, our 47-day transformation is kicking off here in six days from right now. So the program starts on January the 10th. You have until the 8th, so Saturday January 8th, you have to register by, I believe, 6 p.m. in order to get in. If you're looking to start your year off right, you want to do something that is going to hold you accountable, uh, where the workouts are all programmed for you, they're going to come to your inbox every single morning, probably before you even wake up. The nutrition part, we go real deep down the rabbit hole, but beyond that, there's a huge personal development piece where we dig into, if you're willing to, all the areas of your life that maybe you're not so great at, and how to 
really attack them and kind of audit your habits, your rituals and routines and build the foundation you can hopefully have for the next, you know, 47 years of your life. And so if you really want to make a change, uh, this would be the program I would suggest. The site is 47daytransformation.com. I'm happy to give you guys a podcast discount code if that makes your life a little bit easier. Um, It's not a gimmick. It's not a quick fix. You actually have to do the work on yourself and you have to ask yourself some tough questions. You have to put in effort. It's going to be sacrifice and there's going to be some things where, you know, you might have to give a little extra effort if you really want to change, which I talked about, you know, just two days ago on the podcast. If you want to you know, transform your body and your mind and your life, you have to actually live a different life. And that's what a lot of people aren't willing to do. And trust me, if I knew a quicker way to do this, I would, I would sell it to you guys. That's what I would preach. And that's what I would talk about. But there isn't, you can't shortcut this, you can't cheat it, nobody can give it to you, you can't inherit it, you actually, you actually have to make lifestyle changes. And you have to build ones in that are sustainable for the long haul, if you really want to change and keep that change moving forward. So I'd urge you guys to check it out. If you got questions, hit me up as fast as possible because uh, we'll kick that off and that'll be our first program that we'll run in 2022. I'm looking forward to it. It helps me selfishly. It holds me accountable as well. I'm very active in the group. Sometimes I am one of the coaches um, helping with coaching each group on or each member in my group with nutrition as well and providing feedback. Um, so I will make sure to um, be available as much as possible and post in the private group uh, what I'm doing and just share as much as possible. What do you think of a dry January? I think it'd be great for me. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's something you should put on your 47-day list. I know. I mean, how hard would that be? There's no holidays. I know. There's no... And honestly, it's only wine that I really enjoy um, I like beer, you know, if I'm up at the mountain or at like a sporting event, but it's never something I'm like, oh, I just want to go drink some beer. More like summertime. Yeah. It's more like wine, um, that would, that I can easily drink and crave. So could you drink it every day? Not every day. Like but if you didn't give a shit, you're just like, you know what? It's not going to affect me negatively. Could you, you like it that much where you would drink it every day? Uh, not, I don't think every day, but I probably multiple times during the week. Yeah. Yeah. Like where people have it with dinner. And I started getting into that pattern. Um, I feel like the last like two months or something like that. So it, yeah, I'm definitely ready for cleansing and just, well, I hate that word cleansing, but just getting back into healthier habits is what I'm trying to say. Well, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't mean it's going to like, you know, the word detox, I want to puke when I hear it. Um, you're naturally just cutting things out of your life that are maybe not the healthiest. If you were overindulging in something, just cleaning up that area. Yeah. I do think that's, I mean, it'd be easy for me. January's. I don't really like, like whiskey. I, I don't think I could drink whiskey every day. Did you have whiskey on New Year's Eve by yourself? Uh, I did because I did an Instagram post mm-hmm. right before I got in the shower. You and JC just a little smooch at yeah. midnight? Yeah. Well, not <laughs> midnight, no. At like 9.30 p.m. No, I missed you. I wish we could have been together, but you had to get back to work. We have a dog, too. Who's I know. Who's and watch the fireworks this? were crazy, and they're always crazy because we live in the downtown Scottsdale area, so you hear the resort's the Phoenician. And the W usually has a party, yep. and so they'll set them up, off, which, love the W, shout out to our W Scottsdale. Um, 
but then our neighborhood will do it. And so our poor dog, even with anxiety pills, she just can't handle it. Yeah, it was, uh, it's fun. It is what it is, but. Okay, should we start? Um, yes. We're going to talk about eight ways to start your year off right. I guess the, but even before the first one, if you want to do a dry January, you guys, this is probably the best month if, to do it. I'm not like trying to get you on the kick of not drinking booze, but if you're going to try it, this would probably be the easiest month. Because there's, sure. there's no holidays, there's no parties. The Super Bowl's not till February, I believe. So the most of the normal things people get into, this would be it. And I'm not preaching it or pushing it like you're grown adults, do what you want. I just think sometimes when you set these, you know, external challenges, it, it, it reveals a lot of things about you. Uh, I, I read something a long time ago. It's like if you can't go a week without something... You know, you have to really evaluate your relationship with that thing. Like, are you in control over it or does it have control over you? Well, obviously, like there's things like coffee and stuff that I think would be a struggle for. I don't think you could ever do it. Um, I would struggle too, personally. Oh, for sure. To give that up. I go, but if it's something like alcohol, if you notice you've been over consuming maybe in November and December, and I'm not talking like, you know, chronic, horrible levels, but just maybe. More than normal. This might be the time to kind of just tear it back and just reevaluate if you have some like legitimate health and fitness goals. Because I can promise you, if you're if you drink like a normal person in quotes, it'll make a huge difference in your body in just 30 days. It, it really will, um, especially if you don't replace that habit with with another terrible one. So just mm-hmm. throwing that out there. If anybody wants to give it a shot, I heard a client here talk about it, and I thought about it logistically, and I'm like, yeah, that's way easier than doing it in in my opinion like june july or august oh, yeah because for me when it's cold well i know live in scottsdale it's not ever really cold but it's colder mm-hmm. and so we're not sitting out by the pool where to me that would be the atmosphere where i'm more likely to have drinks same so throwing it out there if anybody wants to give it a shot i'm all in if you guys want to roll with me um happy to do it so eight ways to start the year off right this is playing off a piece that was put out by Lifehack, is that right? Yeah, lifehack.org. Um, and it was more about five, it was ways to end the year right. And so I kind of took some of their tips and then created our own, but flipped it to eight ways to start the year off right. So let's roll into number one of eight. Go ahead and look back and audit this past year. Uh, I believe across the board in all the areas of your life. I'm not just limiting it to obviously your nutrition or your physical activity. If it's your finances, if it's your career, if it's your relationships with your kids, your spouse, your friends, whatever it may be. I'm a huge fan of not living in the past. I never do that. But if we can look back, there's things you can learn to make the future a lot better. I agree. I think it's really healthy to just sit down and take stock of the events and choices that led, you know, us or you where you are currently in life in this particular moment in time and just start asking questions to yourself. Was, was there anything you could have done better? Are there, you know, self-destructive habits that you need to let go of? Um, When you look back, we not only tend to take time to acknowledge our actions and learn from them, but it also helps us notice, you know, certain situations, people, or patterns that may no longer serve us. And so kind of ask those questions, do a full audit of your time. How are you spending your time? Are you wasting time? Could you, you know, free up some time? 
Do you want to maybe adopt a new hobby or set some new goals for yourself, create more peace in your life, and just start to write those down, I think is really helpful. And then also give yourself some healthy boundaries. Uh, For example, I think a good one is not opening Instagram when you first, for me, when you first wake up in the morning. Instead, just sit, have your coffee, maybe open up a journal or do a meditation practice, or, you know, maybe it's you want to get some 10 minutes of mobility stretching in to start your day off right, um, go walk the dog, things like that, to clear your head and get ready and set yourself up for success for that day and each day moving forward. Um, and I think the best way is, is just really making sure you're staying active and focusing on how you can improve your mental state, especially because it's still, I think 2022 is still going to be challenging in ways. And it's, we're still kind of coming out of this pandemic and it's just lingering and taking a toll on all of us. So has, have we all just had enough of this shit? I mean, I am over my limits, Mm -hmm. everybody. If you feel me, send me a message. You let me know if you are too. too. Uh, I do like that. You wrote, um, tune into your own life not others. I think that is critical for everybody. I'm saying that as you guys are listening to me talk right now. um, And we appreciate all of you. And I'm not saying there's people I listen to as well. There's things I read, there's people I, you know, communicate with. But when you're doing that at a volume and a scale, that is so great, that you're not tuning into your own life, I think it becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about auditing your time, for a lot of people, I think if you cut your screen time down, I'm not talking about your work, like if you have to be on your computer to do emails or whatever you do for a living, but the wasted screen time when you get sucked into the social media kind of, you know, rabbit holes that can take you 19 different ways. All of a sudden, 12 minutes went by here, 14 minutes went by there, 26 minutes went by there. That's a time where you could have done mobility. That's a time where you could have listened to like an audio book on finance. There's a time where you could have researched like how to meal prep, whatever you're going to do next. It's those little things, those little time hacks. So I'm a huge fan of not wasting time. And we can all be guilty of it, getting sucked into different things. 100%. Happens uh, to me a lot. <laughs> if you can do, if I, I promise you, and I've, I've become way better at this as I've gotten older, I cannot stand wasting time. Like it, it bothers me probably more than almost anything else. Uh, and there's there's times where, you know, little mundane tasks and like doing adult shit will eat up some of your day. Like you can't avoid it, but there's a lot of things you can like where if you're just, you're binging Netflix or you're getting sucked into YouTube or you're scrolling Instagram mindlessly and you look at your screen time and you're like, wow, it's six hours today or it's two and a half hours today, but none of it has to do with your work or education or making your life better. That's where you have to step back and really audit. Okay. Why does my mobility suck? Why am I not where I want to be in terms of budgeting? Why you know, am I not having the relationship I want to have with this person? Maybe because you're spending so much time with random strangers watching and listening to their life, you're not actually living your own. I agree. So audit your stuff. And that can be anything, especially if you, if you look, we do this in our 47 day transformation, we call it a success wheel. We actually have people fill it out. If you're familiar with personal development, it's, it's a common practice with basically any, every program and any conference I've ever been to, they've had us do it. And it really just has you go through and, and take a, uh, basically inventory of your finances, of your physical fitness, of your career, of your relationships, of your free time. And then it 
it has you break down how much time you're spending in correlation to each one of those things. And more often than not, what we tend to see is the things that people are struggling at or not doing as well at, they're not giving as much time and attention to. It seems common sense, yet common sense these days, obviously, if you live through the last two years, doesn't seem that common at all. So I just urge you to look at what your goals are and a lot time every single day into those. My, one of mine personally is to really just be focused on start and stop times because in this life of what I do, it's way too many things. It's constant. It never ends. Mm-hmm. I could sit here tonight till 10 p.m. and then be back here at 4 in the morning. Or like stay up all night answering people's messages. It's just constantly. It never stops, which I'm, I'm thankful for. Um, mm-hmm. I'm grateful and blessed. Thank you guys. Keep sending them. Keep obviously inquiring and asking the questions, but you have to have healthy boundaries. With yes. And that's one of my goals for this year is say, okay, if I, if I have 60 minutes, I'm going to be on Instagram for the 60 minutes. I'm going to do it. Boom. And then when I'm doing this, when I'm with Heather, I'm just with Heather. When I'm walking the dog, I'm only walking the dog. So you can be fully present and you hear that all the time, but that's a way to do it is like establishing those boundaries and making sure that you are laser focused and what you're trying to accomplish during that given moment instead of having multiple things interrupting you and distracting you. And I've, I've really gotten better about it, but I, it's still something I need to focus on this year too. And I think women probably multitask better Mm -hmm. than like dudes. And it's like part of our nature and it's just, it can be super overwhelming, but at the same time, if you, you feel like you need to do it all to get things done and there's never enough time and and so you just really got to step back and, and figure out what works for you. And just chunk your day, man. Like, I don't want to make this all about time, but I, I do think it's important to just break it down in pieces because I cannot multitask. I don't, whatever that is, my brain does one thing. I'm a serial killer. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to kill and then I'm going to go to the next thing and kill that and just over and over and over. I know that about myself. So having a level of self-awareness, like what is your skill set? What can you take on and what is realistic and what is not in only obviously you can answer that, but I do think it's important. And that comes with obviously auditing. On a last note about that, if we're talking time and you guys are training and you're training by yourself and you're solo, put it on a timer. Um, if you have unlimited time and you don't have anywhere to be, then do your thing. If I could, you know, lift for two hours a day and sleep for 14 hours, that would be awesome. But I'm an adult and I have responsibilities I can't. So when you're training, if it's a start and stop time, hey, my workout's going to be 35 minutes, the timer's on, boom, I go. I do my mobility, I get into the work, and we're moving. Or if it's sets and reps, if you really have it on a timer and you know, okay, once this set is done, you're on a clock. I have 60 to 90 seconds total, and then the next set starts. And it's just this very methodical, robotic way to train. It doesn't have to be every time, but if you do that most of the time, you're going to save yourself so much time in the day, but two, your workouts will be so much more effective um, in terms of like building muscle, hypertrophy, getting stronger. I say that because how many people go into the gym and you see them all the time. I don't go to a big box gym anymore and our people can't do that here because we don't let them. You're training, someone's on the bench press. They do a set then they get on their phone and they start scrolling and looking at it and all of a sudden three, four, five minutes went by and then they do the next set. I'm not saying the next set is worthless, but when you wasted four minutes looking on Instagram or Facebook or talking to someone in the gym, you're not actually doing the work and you're not there to be on Instagram. You're not there to chat with everybody. You're there to just do the work. Does that make sense? So I just, it's a fitness tip for everybody just because when we do that here, even with my own workouts, everything is on the clock and I see it and it just keeps me honest and it keeps me uh, in a good rhythm and a good pace. 
Number two, highlight the successes from the year and also learn from the failures acknowledge them and address them and obviously do what you can to be better moving forward yeah looking for ways to improve is a good thing there's nothing wrong with giving ourselves a pat on the back for a job well done but maybe you were able to for example get the house of your dreams this year or you finally got around to starting a savings account or an investment fund Um, Maybe you quit smoking or a bad habit or you stuck to your gym routine during this challenging past two years. So no no matter how trivial it may seem, uh, personal successes and accomplishments are definitely worth toasting. So cheers to that. And you have to celebrate yourself for your hard work and your successes, but then also take a look at those things that maybe the lessons and the challenges that you can learn from and hopefully be able to improve upon in this new year. I like that. I am uh, actually terrible at this. So He is. Not learning from the failures because I fail a lot. I'm kind of bad at it too. Um, I'm not great at at celebrating. I think, yeah, I, I try to get us to celebrate certain things because I feel like it just goes by so fast and we have constantly are doing so many different things. So it's hard to, to sometimes take a, take time to acknowledge each kind of milestone or a goal that you accomplished that you had set for yourself. Well, I do it in a different way. Like I'm not a huge, like rah, rah celebration. Look at me. That's not, what's one of your successes from 2021 that I didn't quit fitness. (laughs) Um, Um, you know, to be honest, like not even money and all that shit. Like I don't, like, yeah, we, we have fiscal goals and we we're doing these things and that's superseded anything I ever thought was obviously possible. So thank a lot of you guys um, who listen and, and buy our stuff and support what we do. Like, cause you're obviously a huge part of that. Yes. Thank you so much. But that's not, uh, I don't look at that like, Hey man, I made an extra hundred thousand dollars. I mean, when I, I don't care, um, I mean, I do, but it's not, that's not what I remember when I look at it for me personally, um, cause I, I got confused the other day cause we're talking, we just finished up our Sunday events, Metcon series at the end of the year. And historically we used to do it in quarters. So we, we do, you know, January, February, March, we score it and then we pick a winner and we give prizes and we buy stuff for everybody. Well, because 2021 was weird. And what I mean is like, we had rules here. You have to wear a mask. I was dragging equipment, <clears throat> excuse me, outside every day for, I think the first four months of the year. And Obviously, you know, there's harder things in life. I could be fighting a war or battling cancer and all this stuff. So don't feel bad for me. But it sucks shit. Like, it just wasn't fun. Well, even in the beginning of the year, I feel like on the weekend for our Saturday sessions, we were having everyone still sign up yes. on uh, Mind Body and register a time for the, so we didn't have a large group. So we could space everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the things that you were supposed to do. Like, we f- I followed the rules, you know, as, as best anybody could in this, which is un- it's not realistic, but we did what we could. And so I'm dragging equipment outside every day, every morning. And it just wasn't, it wasn't fun for me. Um, it was an emotional roller coaster, 2020, 2021. For both of us, it was just um, constantly changing and trying to adapt to this new kind of way of life. And um, I'm proud of us for getting through it. Well, my point is like, I wasn't, it wasn't fun for me to come to work for the first time in basically forever. Obviously, 
people are scared. They're still freaked out. I'm talking early January, February, into Before March. Before the vaccines. Yes. Were. So no one is signing up, obviously. So you're, you're like, obviously this business is multifaceted, but the gym itself, if you strip everything away and said just the gym, no one is joining. No one is signing up. No one's bringing a friend. That how the, No offense. How the fuck can I sell it? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, here's a photo of everybody working out with a well, mask on and no one can talk and no one is becoming. I didn't know what Phil and his wife to look like for half a year. I didn't even have a permanent job in January 2021. I was still on temporary assignment. Then they told me I like basically needed. I took a second temporary assignment. And like then, maternity leaves for people. Yeah. And then they told. So I went back on furlough for like this weird gap maybe three or four weeks so I wasn't working and then finally got moved into a permanent role which I'm very grateful for it was just a really weird year it was and you forget though because it it feels like a lifetime ago Mm -hmm. I was talking to Jeff the other day he's like when did we start scoring this because we just gave everybody gifts for last year's Sunday Metcons and I go I think we started it like in April or May and I, because the we were off on the quarter, so I just let it run for the whole year. And he goes, we really wore masks in here last year? I go, yes, Jeff. For months, you came in here and you wore a mask every single day. But we we're forgetting because we think it's like the year before. The point of me sharing all of that is my biggest highlight is that I just showed up every day and I had a good attitude no matter what. Even if I thought this sucked shit and I was like not happy and becoming jaded by all of the stuff and just... You just, there's nothing to really look forward to. I didn't, I didn't put that on Heather. I didn't, excuse me. I didn't put it on friends or family. I didn't put it on anybody here. I just showed up, did the best I could and was thankful that people still wanted to come in here and be active, even though we had to do it um, in this really weird, like restrictive type way that not only takes away from the fitness part of it, but it takes away from the community part of it and getting to know people. Because when you look at communication, 85% of it is nonverbal. And you need to see people's expressions. You need to be able to see what they're doing with their face and how we react to stuff. And it just became like we weren't humans. Like I felt just so disconnected from people. And I was angry. For, <laughs> I was just like very angry for a lot of reasons. And just it was very hard to stay positive and um but I think I'm well I would say embracing change is is what I would say 2020 2021 and 2022 will continue to be kind of my my goal because it's something I'm proud of as far as like I I did embrace it but at the same time I really struggled with it and felt like I kind of failed at it at times on how I dealt with change so it's something I want to continue to focus on and improve moving forward because it's just constantly changing for example like with my job um, there was so much change these last two years with my specific position my overall company I've literally now just was told the week of Christmas that I'm going to be now moved from another team to a new team, have a new leader. So this will be the third team I've been on since the beginning of 21 and the third boss I'll have. And you just met your boss. And I just flew out for our team meeting, finally got to connect with everybody in person, felt really good about that. And now here I am starting all over again. And so... I just, if I've learned anything, it's just you have to embrace change. Things are constantly going to evolve, change. 
and you can learn and embrace it and grow from it instead of let it just completely take you over and ruin ruin your day and ruin your your year so well i think that's the big thing and it's always been the case where change is going to happen no matter what whether you like it or not technology the world it's always evolving and moving and if you can be fluid uh, you'll make it through if you are unwilling to be flexible and mobile through that like you'll become a dinosaur you're you're you get extinct and i'll be honest like i i love the podcast and what it can provide for people and for myself it was really therapeutic but also it was really hard to come here sometimes and just if I was feeling really low and sometimes depressed feeling (laughs) I just wasn't really in the mood or I, I just could not get out of that negative mindset to be able to be I feel like very inspiring and things like that so I feel much better I have a a better outlook for 2022 Um, I'm proud that we've been able to to just continue to show up Um, and but it's it's definitely something where it's just I have had have mixed emotions (laughs) with how I reacted and in my attitude it just it takes a toll on all of us, and we all experience it different, uh, depending on how this all played out for everybody individually. Yeah, there were some days where uh, you uh, had just mental breakdowns. Was not a, I wouldn't say there were highlights um, from <laughs> you here for sure, but I get it. Uh, obviously, like I don't do what you do for a living in that whole whirlwind. It just sounds not fun and just like our industry has been just murdered yeah and so it's just been very hard uh, to just navigate and you're constantly questioning like should I stick with this should I do something else when it kind of you know I basically had a midlife crisis a 30 well now I'm 36 but mid-ish life mm-hmm. but I always I'm like well the way I looked at it was this. For me personally, I'm like, well, I feel like shit. I'm not happy. I don't like a lot of this. But I know so many people are really eating it and going through a lot of stuff. So It's way worse than our situation. So it's like we kind of had to continue just constantly to, remind ourselves of that. Yeah. And I know. And if, just find the gratitude. If we can table that and help other people, that's going to make the biggest difference for them. From them having a shitty day or not being healthy and active and not being inspired or not having a voice maybe – uh, to listen to that, you know, they can rely on. I'm like, well, let's just show up and be that for those people. Even if we're not like loving every single day and being transparent about it too. I think it's nice mm-hmm. when you hear people be like, you know what, man, like I thought the last couple of years like sucked in terms of overall fun. There's a lot of great things I took from it. I learned a lot. There's, I'm not going to, you know, downplay it as all garbage, but overall in terms of building relationships with people in person, seeing friends and doing the things that I really value, I got to do so few of them, which sucked. So I just poured myself into this. I'm like, well, if I can't go do something, this is something I can do. And I guess that to me is like a highlight of. Well, we didn't even have, when did we hire Jake or um, not Jake, Alec? Six months ago. Yeah. So it's like in the beginning of the year, it was like, all on you and Monica and me to help out when I could. And it's just like yeah, that's, with the in-person uh, business. And it, it was like taking a toll on you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you have no time. 
you're going to be, you're wiped out every day. We have to find a good fit and, and hire a new coach. And he's been a, a blessing to all of us. So thank you, Alec, for joining the team and helping us out. Yeah, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you forget, though, because you just kind of go I through know. it and you do it. And you're like, yeah, I was here like every day, all day. And it just wasn't, uh, it wasn't fun. And I think all of you guys can relate. So if you're looking at the past year, Look at the things that maybe you could have done better. For a lot of people, I know they got into the emotional eating and drinking. That was me, and I wrote that down. was like a self-destructive habit. Was I did let my emotions get the best of me and then would start to develop certain patterns of emotional eating and drinking habits um, that just more than usual and not – and just – falling into a place where I was like, this is not healthy and I need to just make sure that I continue to nourish my body, practice moderation. Um, you know, and I'm proud of myself. Like overall, I, I was very healthy and was active basically every day and things like that. But just areas of improvement where I was like, because it was such a mental, mentally challenging time in my life that it's just it's hard it's very hard and i think a lot of people do that like why why do we resort to like food and booze as a thing it's like comfort i guess because you feel better in the moment Mm -hmm. and then like when you would do it you'd wake up the next day and then feel like what yeah just crappy and just um disappointed in myself and and obviously if you eat like processed food or um, sugar or you drink too much it's like it's just gonna not make you feel your best and, and it's going to take a toll on the next day and it robs you of that so it's it's just not worth it <laughs> no when it becomes addicting mm-hmm. and it just starts to change how you think and how you feel and I think a lot of you guys you know if, if you're guilty and it's not who you are and it's not who you want to be so if you guys are guilty of that I'm like it, it happens. Uh, you don't got to live in the rear view. If you put on an extra 30 pounds of garbage weight or maybe you skipped workouts or you were just too stressed, I don't have a magic answer for you. All I know is when I take losses or things aren't going right, just, and I'm a fitness person, so I'm going to say it, but like just training through it, man, like just being active and moving and getting out. It doesn't got to be in the gym. I know I'm a grinder, so I like to grind. I'll come push the sled, do farmer's carries. I'll do the shit that most people don't because I kind of like it in this weird masochistic way. Heather's more of a, let me go for a run. Let me go hike. Let me paddleboard. Let me ride a bike. And I promise you, if you can do those things and you can get lost in those and, and, you know, resort to those or dive into those more than the food and drink, obviously you're, you're taking a negative, turning into a positive. No, it's much easier said than done. But if that can be the trigger, you know what? I'm having shit. I'm pissed off. I need to go outside and just go move. If you can reset your mind. Yes. If you can switch one for the other. And and change the environment, which I, I will be talking about here too later on. So, which leads us to number three, which is forgive yourself. If you are the person who, you know, made some, some poor decisions or got into some habits and patterns that are maybe not serving your overall health. This is a time where you can't live in the rear view. You just got to let that shit go. And you you can't be your own worst enemy. You just have to keep it moving forward. Just, And I can be guilty of this, beating myself up uh, for, you know, so-called failures or can be my own worst critic, which is really hard to 
get out of that mindset. So, you know, maybe you didn't get that job, that promotion that you were expecting, or maybe you didn't feel like you didn't work hard enough to achieve your goals. Um, perhaps, you know, like a relationship you put so much energy into ended, you know, those are all examples of things where you can just be so hard on yourself. Um, and you just got to remember to be kind to yourself and love yourself. And it's something that you have to practice. Like I have to practice it every, every day and be aware of it and how you're treating yourself. Well, yeah, I'm not a, I don't have the perfectionist thing you do, so I don't do that at all. When you have to forgive yourself and move forward and accept that we all have flaws and um, we all have imperfections. And I feel like I've, I've made improvements in this area, but it is something that maybe you're doing great for several months and then all of a sudden something happens and you fall back into that negative mindset, so... And for me, it's like I can have severe mood swings. <laughs> you can? Yeah, and can get in just like a negative thought pattern. And it's just like, what is wrong with me? How do I get, how do I, even like the littlest things will just set me off. And so it's. They do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go, you're acting like you're perfect <laughs> over here, but. Uh, I do not do what you do. You go extreme. Uh, I love you, but I'm going to say this story right here. We'll be, where we like when we record a podcast, and Heather will get in this, what I call like her Heather moments, and she'll be like, nobody wants to hear me on the podcast anyway. I'm like, yep, you're right. Everybody thinks you suck. You're such a loser. Every comment they leave, they hate you, and nobody wants to talk to you. Like, it's literally <laughs> never happened. The only people who say this podcast sucks is because they say I suck. The only negative comments that ever come in are about me. He swears too much. No, I've He's had a idiot. negative one. <laughs> But then she gave a five star. What did she even say? Oh, because you were complaining about your job. Yeah, I was like, sorry, I was really depressed about losing my career. You weren't complaining. <laughs> but my point is, she still like left a five star. I know, which it's I not, appreciate that. But I like, think it was more for you. Yeah, but I get all the negative ones. Um, and so no, I'm not perfect, but I'm certainly not going to wake up and be like, well, I look at the whole, right? Like I look, look at the whole body of work. And I can't get hung up on little yeah, things. Yeah, and this it's just a very toxic cycle. And uh, for those of you like me that can struggle with perfectionism, it's just something that you really have to address and you have to work on because otherwise it's going to steal so much joy and happiness from your life. And, and, and you just, that's, you're going to look back and feel so much regret for not tackling it. And um, it can be everything from your physical appearance, your image, body image, your what you think you need to portray. Like if it's like imposter syndrome, what you need to, how do you need to be perceived by others? Um, you know, for those of you who have a family, like I know a lot of moms, it's like the that perfect family or that perfect marriage, and it's like you have to just remember that that doesn't exist. Everybody has their problems and you just try to be the best that you can be and, um, and, and really work on loving yourself and working hard to be the best version of yourself. Um, do people really believe that perfect shit? Like when you I see somebody some when they're like, Oh, they have a perfect marriage. Yes, they're a perfect people couple. Do. And oh especially I think more women struggle with it. And then it's comparison on social media or, 
you know, just the people in your circle or your family. And it's just a very toxic behavior and pattern that you get just got to nip it in the butt. <laughs> yeah. So um, don't do that because we're all messed up. You guys We're all weird. We all have issues. You just, yeah. And you just got to remember what truly matters in life. Life's going by so fast and to just focus on getting out of those negative mindsets, changing things. Like I mentioned your environment. So if you start to feel a certain way, if you're being triggered in this current environment, whatever that may be, maybe you need to go out in nature, go for a hike or just go walk the dog and get out of the house or turning off the TV, turning off social media, taking a break from that. Um, maybe it's going out to visit family if you really needed some family time. Maybe it's setting a boundary with your family and not seeing s- specific people in your family that are causing you um, to have those negative, um, that negative attitude. And then making time for your independence, for yourself, your or your spouse, or scheduling a girls' night, things like that can really help. Maybe taking athletic greens can help. Mm-hmm. It can. <laughs> I thought that would be a good way to plug it right there. Well, what I was just trying to say is you need to identify what is triggering you and then listen to yourself and find out ways. Sometimes you're going to find try certain things and it's not going to help, but keep trying. And once you can learn to reset your mind and clear out all those negative thoughts, it can be the game changer and um, it's just something that I need to continue to focus on as well. Yeah, I heard a saying a long time ago. Um, I don't have it Google in front so of me. So what's wrong with you, Jeremy? Because apparently I just talked about. Well, I'm basically perfect. That's why you married me, <laughs> clearly. I mean, look at me. I'm like Bruce Willis, oh but gosh. just more jacked and tan. And less money, but way nicer, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, no, before you interrupted me so rudely, uh, I read something a long time ago where it was, if you're still talking about what you did yesterday, you haven't done much today. I'm sure it's a famous person who said it, but I read that both ways. Like if you're still talking about your accomplishments from a week ago, it means you really haven't done anything super productive today. And I think that the same for if you sucked last week, last month, last year, or even yesterday, you can't worry about that. You only can control what you do moving forward. Uh, for me personally, like what I do this, um, I've talked about this before anybody, I'm a way better person than I used to be. I think I used to be an asshole, although people sometimes disagree with that. I believe that's, I just didn't feel like this. I wasn't this good of a person. I think anybody who's been a dude or like a teenage girl or a man who's 2022, like we just say and do stupid things. Anybody that I've ever done anything like wrong to, like I've sent them a message whether it's like on Facebook or text them or call them or email them and said, Hey man, I'm sorry you knew me at this you know phase of my life. I was a piece of shit. Um, I wish you could meet me now. Like that's me doing this cathartic thing to feel better about maybe the way I treated, you know, people in college or high school or whatever the, the path may be. So there's things like that, uh, that I've done that to me make me at least feel better. Hopefully it, it helps them the same. Uh, the biggest thing I probably struggle with doing, and this is my plan uh, before we've talked about it, where I'm like, hey, well, you know, we're going to pay the house off we're and do all these financial things. I'm in a completely different place, you know, in my you know late 30s than I was in my early 20s. Now I can go see friends, visit them. We can do these things that I always wanted to do. And I started doing those. And then the pandemic happened and the world became this weird place where, 
a lot of the things that I wanted to do couldn't be done or the people couldn't make it happen. And that's probably the, the biggest, I don't know if it's a regret, but something that I'm going to work on this year a lot more as the world hopefully becomes less fucking strange, you know? Yeah, I hope I hope so for you. You need it. And I've done way more in the last, mm-hmm. even, even with all that's went on, I've been able to do it. Um, and now it's awesome because we live here and people want to come here all the time. Yeah. So selfishly... Uh, that helps. Yeah, a ton. But I still have a way bigger goal. And that's obviously that's the cost of, you know, of building this and, you know, having a business that is successful and makes money and reaches, you know, beyond just the small geographical location that we're in. We can talk to you guys all over the world. We can share all this free content. We can put all these things out. But it does take a ridiculous amount of effort and energy and time. And it's finite. I only have so much. And I give as much as I can to everybody, but I still have to do that with the people who are in my close, close circle. And that takes a Herculean effort for me. And that's, you know, the one thing that I can be better at. And I say me because, yeah, they could do it as well. But most of my friends, you know, they have kids, they have, you know, different types of jobs. Maybe I'm in a different financial situation. So I can be the one who can go and and do the things and make it happen. And also, like, I'm a dude. And if you guys know other dudes, like, dudes don't plan anything. But you actually are a planner, so you have to be the one that initiates it and plans it. Yeah, so that's probably the biggest thing where, you know, if I look back and it's like, you know, I wish I would have done that or I wish I would have, you know, done this more. But I can't I can't dwell on it. I can't change 2022, it. 2022. Make it. it happen. That's my goal. Number, Number four. four. Oh, <laughs> jinx. Give thanks. So this can be making a list of everything you're thankful for this year, this past year. Gather friends and family around the table and talk about it. Um, if you have kids, it's something, a, a, just a great practice you can incorporate in your daily lifestyle as well. Um, and just make it a habit of thankfulness and gratitude. It's like a muscle that needs to be exercised. Uh, and I'm not perfect at it, but it's something I, I continue want to focus on. Like this morning, I made sure I took time to do it when I was stretching this morning with my coffee. And um, I'm not great at like journaling it. It's something that I do want to incorporate. I'm more about saying it out loud to myself. Like if I'm doing child's pose and in almost like a prayer meditation, I do it that way. But whatever works for you. And you can just first, if you're struggling with, okay, what am I thankful for? You can look at all the just incredible things that you accomplished this past year that you overcome like and tell yourself you're a survivor, you're a warrior, you've persevered, and um, you know even things that you've had to let go of are accomplishments. So either write a list or do it in the way that works for you. Um, but you can just write down a handful of things that you are grateful for. And this is something that I know a lot of people do in the morning. Um, what about you? Do you typically... You don't write it down, but you used to have a piece of paper that you would read every morning. You have two of them. They're on my desk. Or my not my desk, my uh, my nightstand right on bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I do? I make full videos and post them on Instagram to hundreds of thousands <laughs> of people, and I tell them thank you, and then I say yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, and just, but seriously, we are all so, th- we both are so thankful for all of you who has supported us and made JSF what it is today because it just blows our mind. I just would never have thought that this would happen. And 
in this podcast. I'm, I love hearing all the comments and the feedback and the reviews. It just fills up my heart and I'm just forever grateful for all of you. Yeah, I'll never get used to it. I really won't. Even this morning I woke up and I have an email from a dude that's like super long and he has photos of him and I I don't think he's ever bought anything. That was really cool. I saw that. From us and he's just like, hey man, I've been listening to your stuff for years. I feel like I know you. I think, wasn't he, was it Mike? He's like 45. Dude's mm-hmm. like, dude shredded. Looks I know. Great. And it's amazing that just the impact of listening to a podcast and he said he had started his health journey, I think, maybe a year before he started listening. He looks great. But he's yeah. like, hey, now I, I take it serious. Mm-hmm. I got a promotion, I think, which is awesome. And, and I was like, I didn't do anything for the guy. Like, mm-hmm. he just, he took the tools and he's kicking ass. But the point is, to for me to hear that, like, that's this, that's like, uh, you know, I guess emotional income. Like, that's, a, it you is. know, this currency that we're getting from everybody. And I'm super thankful for that. If you want to me, my personal daily life, it's the littlest things, dude. If I just feel good, like I'm thankful for that. If I just don't feel like shit, like when I wake up, like my body doesn't hurt. I don't have any internal issues. I'm very grateful. And I mean that with all sincerity. I know a lot of people take it for granted. I do not. Mm-hmm. Every single day I am, I have a level of body awareness that's almost like creepy. Uh, but I'm very aware of what's going on and I'm thankful for that. And it's the littlest things. If it's you know, the sun comes out, obviously I live in Scottsdale, but I'm thankful for it. If it's the summertime, if it's like a cool breeze, I put my hand out the window and I drive to work and I'm like, this is awesome. And, and I mean, this is all sincerity. If I drive here and it happens to be, you know, maybe the time of year where it's not completely black, <laughs> dark outside. And I just see like, we obviously our business is in an air park here in Scottsdale. If you guys ever come, there's like a mountain range that you see in the back. And I'm just driving here, you know, through like down Scottsdale road, there's palm trees, there's sunshine where I grew up. Typically, there's none of that. And then there's this mountain range. And I'm like, I'm just super thankful just to, to get to go to work, to drive here and hang out with people who are paying me and they could go anywhere and do anything. They're choosing to hang out with me and listen to rap music and my, you know, corny jokes and have a good time in a building that has my name on it. I'm super grateful for all those things. I know people think I just say that to say it. I am not bullshitting you. I mean that with all sincerity. Like, I'll never get used to it. And I think it's super cool. And then there's a little things like my dog, coffee. It's the basic, I'm a basic, I'm an animal. I'm a gorilla. Like it's the basic things that I appreciate the most. And I'll never let that go. And I, to me, that's what life is. It's all these little things. It's not the car and the house and the clothes. That stuff's all great and it's it's accessory. But for me, it's the, the little daily and the stuff. time and just the time you have with your loved ones and helping others. And, you know, you always hear the, the little things are really the big things in life. And if you continue to make a point to identify those in your life every single day, it can just help improve your mood and create more happiness and joy. Well, I think that too, like, excuse me, like the fact that like my mom lives here now. I know. And that you could just drive over there. Like at a girl's night and I was like kicked him out of the house and, and um, it's just so nice that, oh, I actually, you could actually go hang out with your family and drive on over there, which never, have, we never could before. No, I've never been able to do that, which is super neat. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you can, you know, we have the, we structure our life in a way like where we can go on trips whenever we want. So if you need to go see your family multiple times or go, you know, surprise your family during the holidays or whatever it is, like we can do that. Those are little things. And I'm super thankful for that. 
And that, it's just like that is what truly matters. It, it really does. And we all, and I can get distracted too by all the other stuff. But uh, when you continue to make an effort, it can really help help you move forward in that area. I know. I want to get lost on the tangent here, but I'm not going to. So I'll make Why? This. Well, because not, it has nothing to do with giving thanks. It would be me getting on a soapbox real quick. but Like your Instagram <clears throat> post? Um, Is that what you're referring well, to? Well, kind of, because it pisses me off. And I'm going to do this really fast. I'm not saying don't buy the nice stuff, you guys. But if you've learned anything from the last two years, and I mean this, the time you have with people who matter to you, it's it's important. So if you're not spending time with family and friends, if you're not, you know, taking trips to see them or making the extra effort because your car payment is $1,100 a month or your house payment is $5,000 a month and you don't make that much money where it's actually taking away from your free time and your happiness, I would urge you to just step back and just, like we talked before, just audit what you're doing because at the end of the day, that shit's not going to matter to you. No one gives a fuck about what kind of car you drive down the street. They really do not. And you can still drive a nice car. It just may not have to be that nice. Now, if that money, three, four, five hundred bucks a month, freed you up to do things with the people you love and appreciate and have the, the best time with, I think your overall life will be better. 100%. And that's something that I've always, I feel like, been really good at. So, it, no, you're to a fault. I know. Like you, you. But selfishly, I mean, it's it goes both ways for me. You are the you are the David Jack of seeing your family. Mm-hmm. Like you, t- I, I mean that. Like you do it more than any. Well, Missy, we have a, one client here. She might do it as much as you. Yeah. Uh, but there's very few people that I know that make the effort that you do mm-hmm. to see your family and friends and like go above and beyond. So, I'm not saying be Heather. But you can be somewhere in the middle. And again, I'm not saying don't buy the material things. It's your money. You earned it. You deserve it. But if it's forcing you to not be able to do the things you want to do with the people closest to you that bring you the most joy and happiness. Why are you doing it? I don't think that makes a lot of sense. And that's the question you have to ask. Number five, exercise fuel your body. So... If you've fallen out of a routine or you've kind of been half-assing your routine right now through the holidays, like me, <laughs> um, you just... You're not bad. No, I mean, I was active, I, but just, you know, celebrating constantly and just overindulging, like I mentioned, and just kind of getting into bad habits again is just like, okay, let's tailor this back. And for me, it's like I flew in yesterday and um, I was like starving. We actually went to In-N-Out Burger. And I'm like, okay, I need to, after this, and I had some more uh, treats that were in my stocking for my mom, and it's like, all right, I'm starting to feel just sick, you know? And so I need to, little by little, get back into this routine, which I'll be doing the 47 day, but that starts on January 10th. So today, it's like, okay, I'm going to focus on just eating real food today and um, making those small daily changes can really help build up over time and get you right in the on the right track and, and develop that better routine moving forward. Um, even if it's just carving out 30 minutes a day to start, just start moving, start going for a walk, do mobility, go for a run, a hike, sign up for maybe like um, a half marathon, or if that's too extreme, maybe just do a 5k. And uh, if you've haven't been going back to the gym, maybe find a new group fitness class that is, or a new studio, a new yoga class that you can try and start there. 
Yeah, I'm not going to, you know, hammer this to you guys anymore. I talked about it the other day. But if you've lived through the last two years and you have not made an effort to be healthier, this is the time, dude. Uh, Obviously, we know now more than ever the people who are the healthiest tend to do the best in life in terms of when things like illness or disease or viruses come their way. This this is your wake-up call. Like, whatever happened, cool. I think at this point, whatever you think of the pandemic and the shit that's going on, it is what it is, man. Like, the shit, you know, however we move forward is up to all of us. Like, it's not going to... Viruses don't go away. They evolve, they shift and change. I'm like, and if you want to be here, you have to make your health and fitness a priority. The things you put in your body, what you eat, what you drink, how active you are, the kind of sleep you get, that shit matters. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, it's the ultimate... It's the ultimate cool thing. It's the ultimate flex. It's the biggest, you know, you know, W you can show when you walk around. It's not your house. It's not your car. It's not your job title. It's not your degrees. It's none of those things. Those things are all cool and they all matter. And I understand they're all important. I go, but the body you live in every single day, like that's the ultimate cool thing because it allows you to do everything else at such a high clip. So if you're looking to start the year off right, obviously, you know, you have a local community. I'm sure there's a lot of awesome places you can go. If you don't know, message me. Maybe I know somebody or I'm at least one person away from knowing someone in your network who's good to work with. If it's our stuff, <clears throat> awesome. If you're doing nothing right now, just walking 10,000 steps a day and not eating like complete shit will be a great place to start. It really will. Number six, organize, donate, give back in deep, clean all the clutter and trash in your life. <laughs> yeah, I think this, you know, this one is, it's a great time of year. If you didn't start to do it in December, January is a perfect month for you to just really organize, uh, go through all of those closets or the garage and get rid of all that junk or things that you aren't really using. And Christmas decor. Yeah, which I did give some of it to the neighbors that I wasn't putting out this year. True, true. And um, I have another goal to focus on this week is to clean out closets and clothes and donate and clean out the kitchen drawers, things like that. Donate to the Goodwill Salvation Army. And um, it just can feel so good. And you're just giving yourself a fresh start to the new year. And so... Yeah, basically I need to take down the Christmas decor tomorrow and start attacking all of the other just junk that's sitting in some of our parts of our home. I'm I'm a fan of like the purging of stuff Mm -hmm. because I think us as humans, we collect way too much and we just have so many things. And it can feel just so good. It does always. And then to give back to others whether it's a neighbor or a family in need or an organization, uh, volunteer, I think is a very important goal that you should make sure you're doing um, consistently throughout the year, but make it a focus for this new year as well. For sure. And especially if when you see the world now, like the disparity in obviously economical classes, it's becoming bigger and bigger. And I don't enjoy watching that happen. What you... Go ahead. Oh, just remind me, we have all this canned food. We did a food drive here, and thank you to, if, to any of our members that are listening and donated. Oh, yeah, there's thousands there, of dollars like, of food here. It's amazing, and so I need to take another 
load the final load to um, St. Mary's. Mary's Food Bank. So remind me to load the car up before I leave. And that's like one thing. And again, I'm not telling you guys what to do with your time. Obviously, we do adoptive families through St. Vincent's to Paul, which is a great organization. I'm sure locally you guys would have something probably comparable. The food banks, I promise you there's one in your area and all. What did you do? You just went to get a box, right? Well, I took a load first because I just had our own box. And then they actually will give you a large food drive box if you're interested in, in setting it up. And like our whole lobby is full. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it would be 10 boxes full, which is amazing to see. The point I'm driving is you can all do that. Uh, having a food drive box. It's so simple. At your office or where you work or if you own the business, it's really basic. And people just bring in, whether they're buying a couple of things when they go to the store or just some of the stuff they have at home. Mm-hmm. It's it's It takes so little effort to do things like that. And when you know people are struggling, same thing when you clean out your house. Many of you listening, you have shoes, uh, purses. And just, I try to just think of the current state of our country right now, just how everything has increased and it's very expensive to live right now and to buy food, to buy gas, all of those things add up. And if you can just help donate some food, there's so many families that are struggling right now that could really use help. And when you, if you just stay in your, your ecosystem all the time and you only hang around people who are just like you and live in your neighborhood it's almost like an echo chamber. And I'm not saying don't surround yourself with awesome, like-minded people. You definitely should be doing that. But we all are not that far away from everyone else. And what I mean is I live in Scottsdale. Obviously, if you guys have ever been, it's a very nice, you know, affluent area, I would call it. And my house, if you drive one direction, two miles, you can find a house that's, what, 10 million bucks, mm-hmm. $15 million. And then you can drive three miles the other way. Mm-hmm. And you can see homeless people on the street. Yeah, they're separated by no more than a mile or two. It's they're very very close, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm driving. It is it. We're all we all live in this together. We really do. And it's like focus on your community, and once you start getting involved in your community, it just feels it's just such a special feeling, and you'll find so much gratitude by doing those things and it will create so much joy in your life and fulfill you up in a way that you probably are missing in your life it's little stuff like that and i'm not here to judge or say what you need to do for people but when i see someone on the street and they're like really struggling hey i'm sure there's you know things like if this mental illness drug addiction among other things that go on i couldn't imagine like that's my existence like most of us bitch and whine when like our wi-fi is slow or we can't get the newest cell phone, or we can't get the the, the color of the car we want. These or waiting l- for my bags at the baggage claim last night. Oh, you were, you were. Well, you, you were, were you were also annoyed. You're texting me. I'm hungry. Well, that comes when, back to me not wanting to waste time. You're, you're like, no, you were hungry. You wanted your in and out, and you're hungry. like, don't you have your bags yet? And I'm like, well, I had three bags, seven and I had a snowboard. Seven o'clock. I, I hadn't eaten all day. I travel with my snowboard, and I had to go to the American Airlines office to pick up my oversized luggage. Anyways, it's remembering in those times, like, wow, I actually have so much in my life. I'm so blessed. I got to spend all this time with my, like, family that all gets along. Yes, we get annoyed with each other, just like every other family. But overall, we all love to be together and celebrate and create memories together. And I have a husband that's picking me up, and he just got to fly out and be 
there with my family. So all of those things, and I had the money to do that. I just got to, you know, ski in one of the best areas in the country and just all those things that you just really got to step back sometime and give yourself a big wake up call. <laughs> well, yeah, because like you're getting to snowboard on a beautiful mountain and pay a ton of money as a luxury. Mm-hmm. And there's people that live a mile or two from our house who have no money to eat food. I've never been probably on a plane. Ever. And that's where, I don't know, like the older I get, and maybe, I don't know what it is, like the amount of empathy I have, and I'm not giving people a pass and I'm not like, you know, going to, you know, I can't save everybody, but I do have empathy for other people in the station that they're at and maybe because of how I grew up or who knows what it is. But um, I guess that's another thing for this year. Like I want to do is just even more of that and just be more more mindful of it. Mm -hmm. And I I promise you guys, if you can do that and have a perspective on your life and and what you've been given. And if you look, if there's 8 billion people in the world and you're lucky enough to be born in America and have a $1,500 phone or you can listen to this in your car you know, some shit might happen to your life and it might not be super fun all the time, but you're, you're doing pretty good compared to the rest of a huge percentage of the world. Yes. Number seven, celebrate. Good times. Come on. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, go ahead. Apparently you wanted to you let know, people some, hear your beautiful s- voice. Sometimes I sing them. People have, you know, they've called me the songbird of my generation. The what? The songbird of my generation. I'm like a mix of Jesus and Fergie. What's that from? Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I should know that because I love that movie. And I was going to say it, but then I was like, I'm sometimes really bad with like, remembering you, quotes from movies. He's like, you're really good. He's like, I felt like I was floating over myself watching myself sing. You know, like on um, Four Christmases, we just watched that the other night. And um, you know when Vince Vaughn is doing the Jesus uh, Christmas Unfit, unfit mother. Yeah, but Swaddle that he baby. like steals the show and he feels like he's like a rock star and he gets back in the car and he's just like, God, I've just, now I know what Celine Dion feels, feels like, like upon stage. I mean, you give so much of yeah, yourself. You do, but you get so much back. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's, basically, I'm similar to Celine Dion, obviously. Anyway, uh, so celebrate. celebrate. <laughs> Go ahead. Like, you just have to celebrate you're alive and you're here and now and the future is like blazing in front of you. 2021 is already gone and you got to let go of those things that you need to let go. Embrace what is new. Open your heart wide and just just continue to focus on loving, learning, living and just be excited for what this new year has in store for you. And I took this past week when I was visiting my family to really reflect on all the lessons and my blessings and memories that created in 21 and the challenges and just use that time to reflect and and carry me into the new year feeling like I have a whole new fresh start and I know what areas I need to focus on. So I think that's super important and obviously I was able to celebrate by being with my family and uh, going to the mountain house and doing all the things that I love. So um, I think it's just really important to do that. I hope you all had a great time celebrating the holidays, but now it's time to to just get ready for this new year and kick it off right. Yeah, and twofold here. One, I think the holidays when people say, you know, it's a time to relax, that that's fine. Uh, the terminology sometimes bugs me because it 
kind of infers like you need to you need to have a break because you're burnt out from the year. And I would urge you to if you can find something you like to do for a living, that's obviously the best bet. And if it's if it's something that maybe isn't your true passion, you just structure it in a way where you don't feel burnt out all the time and you have to use your vacations to like just relax. I, I would urge you to use them to celebrate and have fun like you can do on the holidays and these other times. On the same note, <clears throat> when you talk about celebrating, not just like when it's a new year, not just when it's the holidays, but <clears throat> excuse me. I did a Metcon this morning and I'm just dying right now. The um, It's all the little things that you do on your journeys. You know, hey, I saved 500 bucks this month. Hey, I paid off, you know, $1,000 on my credit card. Uh, I lost four pounds. You know, I showed up to the gym every single day. I didn't drink booze all of January. Um, I made, you know, three better eating choices this week. It's the little wins. I think you need to celebrate way more often because those are the, those are a majority right. of the days of your life. Yeah. And we... In the culture in America and other places maybe similar, I don't know. We just focus on those those moments, the the holidays, the parties, maybe some of the weekend stuff, but we're not celebrating these little wins. And then when something bad happens, we beat ourselves up. Oh, well, you fucked up on your diet. Well, yeah, you might have once, but if you made 16 other great eating choices, you should celebrate all those. Now, you don't have to throw yourself a party, but you should give yourself a pat on the back and acknowledge the work that you've put in up to this point. And a lot of people are guilty of not doing that. And then we focus on the, the small amount of negatives, even though overall you've done great work. Mm-hmm. So make that a priority, obviously, for you guys in the new year. Which brings us to number eight. The last one. Set smart. S-M-A-R-T. A job. You Goals for the smell. new year. Well, you know, I had a higher GPA than you did in college, so clearly I'm... Uh... I had a harder major, so... <laughs> <laughs> Now, Heather, comparison is the thief of joy. You don't need to <laughs> now start comparing. So if you're not familiar with the SMART goal strategy, it's um, defined as S is for specific, include detail for effect- effective planning. M is for measurable, define what evidence will prove you are making progress and reevaluate when necessary. A is for attainable, make sure you can reasonably accomplish your goal within a certain time frame. R is for relevant, your goal should align with your values and long-term objectives. And then lastly, T is for time-based set realistic ambitions, end date for task prioritization and motivation. So for me, like I always like to set my goals for the new year during our 47-day program. And we actually have a workbook. Jeremy mentioned a part of the workbook has the success wheel goal planning. And there's also, um, what's the other part that I'm forgetting? Conquer the divide. Conquer the divide as well. And it gives you an outline to follow. So I like to use that and break down my goals into usually five or six categories. Um, for example, number one would be like health and wellness. Number two, personal. Number three, career. Number four, financial. Number five, social. And number six, relationships. So if you struggle with goal setting, I highly suggest you sign up for a 47-day program because you really can use this program to get what you want out of it. And um, whether that's a you know huge focus on health and fitness, or maybe you want to actually do more personal growth and focus on those areas of personal development and your career, your finances, your relationships, it has it all. So I hope to see you in it. I like that little plug right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to read something uh, before we roll. 
and just mention this too. When you are setting goals for the new year, however it works for you guys, do what works best for you. For me personally, I like to do some ones that I know are realistic and some ones that are a little bit more outlandish. Not impossible, but things that are really going to stretch me and kind of push me. And if I'm being, you know, honest here, maybe when I started doing this, or even as I go through it now, I set the bar too low for certain things. Even though I do think a lot of the things we're doing now, I never thought they were possible. And maybe that's because I didn't set the bar high enough. And I was, you know, I didn't really know is what I'm saying. So when you guys are going through, set some goals where it's like, you know what, this is what I need to hit. But this might also be attainable too, because you never know until obviously you put it out there and try. And this goes for everybody who's listening to me. If it's, you know, you're trying to be a better person. I think at the end of the day, that's what we're all kind of striving for. And you're going to have to put in a ton of work to do that. And you're going to have to be the change before anybody else notices and before you attract anybody else, you know, of that like mind. And I was having a conversation the other day um, with somebody about just going through this evolution of, of building a business and, you know, trying to become a better person and really help people and outpour. And the one thing I realized as him and I are having this conversation is the only reason why my peers in this, in the field, the David Jacks, the BJ Gadors, these types want to be surrounded by me is because I was, I was willing to set these goals for myself personally and become someone that they would want to be associated with. And I think you'll find that too in your life, whether that's your career, certainly that's you and your relationships um, and the people that are closest to you in your life. But basically every other circle you're in, if you really challenge yourself and you push yourself more than anybody else would, I think you're going to see some pretty awesome things. And most of us can't do that on our own. If you have a, a, a coach, a community and accountability, I think it's the only way most of us can truly get there. So I'm a huge fan of just really pouring your time into yourself and investing in yourself because I do really, and I know it sounds cliche, but it is the, the best investment you can ever make because, you know, people buy you at the end of the day. I don't care if it's, you know, the job you work at or, you know, the, the, the person you end up marrying or being connected to, like they're buying you, not the stuff you have and not these things, but really just the human you are, like that's what they're getting into. Before we kick off, um, I want to read something that Pat Rigsby had sent me. Oh, do you want to do some questions? Uh, sure. Well, let me do the questions really quick. Scratch that, everybody. I'm going to read some of the questions you guys sent in really fast. Um, and we'll go real quick. And then I'll read one thing and I'll let you guys on your way. The first one, uh, Paul underscore Frisco asks, what changes in the future would you like to see in the world of fitness? Is there any you would like to see? I have to think about it. You can go. Well, Paul. Paul's been here. Nice guy. Paul, hope you're doing well. Uh, in fitness, the biggest thing I'd like to see, and I don't know if this will ever happen, um, we just stopped selling so much bullshit. Yeah, I was going to say that, actually. Um, the fake fitness and people just trying to make money. What do you mean by fake and, fitness, Heather? And, like, sexualizing it so much so they gain followers. So no more shirtless videos, everybody. Just me with the hoodie <laughs> on. This is it. It's over. No. Um, I don't mind, like, obviously, like, it's not my personality. I don't want to do that. Like, have my wife film me with almost no clothes on. It's not my favorite thing. But... It's a, it's, it's a tool. It's a sad world we live in. But it's a tool. 
Um, and it, for what it's worth, like I guess it shows how the musculature works without clothes on. It attracts people to do, to see what you do. I can live with that. When I say the bullshit stuff, these just the gimmicks. Or the people that aren't educated or don't even have experience trying to sell you on all of it. Yeah, and then selling you something where there's really no there's no coaching involved and they didn't really put any time into it. They just slapped some shit together and said, here you go. Um, I like everything to be interactive based. So I try to answer every question that anybody ever asks. I think that's important, but the products, right? Like here's some uh, detox teas. Here's some bullshit wraps. Here's this magic supplement that you can sprinkle on your food and the calories don't count. Like I've seen everything and all that stuff is nonsense. And I'm not going to sit here and bag on the the fitness equipment industry. If, if I was going to talk about that too. <clears throat> well, BJ just texted me and David Jack actually yesterday. It was like, like I think it was like about Peloton, like stock plunging or something. And I have nothing against them. I think Peloton's great. If you guys like it, ride the bikes, respect. If you if it's fun, Andy Spear, who is a friend of ours, Andy Spear works for Peloton. Andy's a great guy. It's just these things aren't the answer for people. And when you frame them as that, that's when I have the issue. I'm not against like the the tonal and the wall mirror and those things, but that's not the future of fitness. It just isn't. Fitness is about being connected to other people. It really is. Even if you're working out solo, you're part of a community. There's people who, who work out. There's people who don't work out. And I'm just, I don't like to see like, well, if you buy this, you'll look like LeBron. If you buy this, you'll be J-Lo. That's horseshit. Or the em- emphasis on con- just solely being connected through technology it's like we have enough of that in our daily life like you really want to now just be which I mean it's a blessing as well for us but I'm talking about when you're just looking at a monitor on your bike when you were on your computer all day long I would argue posturally like it's the last thing you need to be doing is sitting on a seat more but that's I'm not trying to get lost in details if you want to do those things they're great my point is they're just a piece of what you're doing none of them are a miracle we have to stop saying like, this is the miracle solution for you. Everything we talk about here and every time someone asks me, I'm like, here's a, here's what we do. Every program I sell, every single thing we do, it's a coaching program. We coach people. We're selling you on working out, eating right, getting good sleep and taking care of your body. That's what we sell here. No matter what name we put on it. Now there's different things in each one of those. Some of them might be tailored more towards you. Some of them might not be. But at the end of the day, when you strip them down, they're all about changing your habits, your lifestyle, your ritual, and your routines forever. That's the only thing there is. All this other stuff out there, like it's horseshit. And yet people buy it over and over and over. It's the reason why like pre-workout is going to outsell Probably athletic greens because people think like, oh, I take this. It gets me jacked up. My face is tingly. I take these greens. I don't feel it. I'm like, bro, it's not about what you do feel. It's about what you don't feel. Yet people, they, we, they, we buy into the bullshit. And that's what I, I hope would change is that if people like myself that are really are passionate and that care about people, we want to coach you, we want to help you, we want to kick you the real, that's what it becomes. And if anyone's selling you anything other than like, hey, man, you got to work out hard. You got to eat right. And you got to take care of yourself. It's bullshit. Nothing is, is magic. Nothing is a miracle. And I want that to be the underlying thing, hopefully. Number two, um, this person said they're wanting to change career paths. What's the best way to go about it? I would say, first of all, start 
whether it's, you know, reading different books, listening to podcasts, connecting with people in the industry or that has the position that you want, um, really expanding your network. If you're confused on what um, next new company or new industry you want to get into, then just start connecting with all different types of people and start learning about those companies and industries to help you decide what your next move will be. Um, But I think LinkedIn is a huge resource to connect with people. And then obviously if there's different groups that you can, I feel like now they're starting to have more networking events that you can attend. I think that's a great way to connect. Or if there's like a Facebook group or something like that where you can virtually do it, I would suggest talking to somebody that maybe you admire what they do and reaching out to them, emailing them, scheduling a call, things like that. 100%. If you if you live in close proximity to someone and you can reach out to them and they're willing to meet with you, 100% do that. If they're willing to let you like hang out in their space or just talk to them, do that. If you can pay them, hey, can I talk to you for a half hour? I'll give you 100 bucks and have a list of legit questions, do that. Honestly, most of the time, people would do it for free. I answer a lot of questions for a lot of people, and no money is is changing hands. Now, if you need way more time for me, obviously, like, you know, I can't do everything for free, but I have talked to more young fitness coaches and professionals than I'll ever remember. And get a mentor, too. It's very helpful. You need that. Um, And then the last thing, because I've done this, if you're going to leave a job, make sure you have another one lined up or like an idea and have some money set aside. Be a reluctant entrepreneur or a reluctant job changer. And I think now, obviously we were young and no kids. Um, We were living in my dream one bedroom condo that I still miss. And I think when I- I don't miss it. (laughs) Was that not awesome though, for what it was? Mm, Yeah, it just- Oh my God, oh my God, so disrespectful. It was tiny. We raised our dog in there. The first day we had our dog, she slept in our bed because she whined and then walked out. The entire place is hardwood, and we had one green rug that you bought, and she took a shit right on the green rug. I remember the first morning. He never had a dog before. But it was like a little pellet, so it was fine. I taught that dog how to walk up and down stairs. Anyways, before I got distracted, I quit my corporate job. I think I had $5,000. Like, I think we had five grand. You, you had a job. Well, obviously. I just had gotten a promotion, so that made you feel way better about but I the think, situation. I think we literally had $5,000, and you still had a student loan. Yep. Yeah. And but a then, car payment. But then that year, I had paid it off because I got into my new role. And you got a bonus. No, no, no. Well, I was getting that multiple was, bonuses. That was different. The bonus was for the Nordstrom cards. That was later on. But then I got a bonus to I got a huge bonus one year to put the down payment on the house that we have today. I remember that. So, yeah. Anyways, my point is not to share a whole financial history. I know, but it's like, get it right. <sighs> We're almost done yet. <laughs> um, my point is, is have some money set aside in case something doesn't go right, like an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses, I do think is is crucial and key. Obviously, hopefully it's more than 5000 but we were young and we could live on nothing. But that would be my tip if you're really going to to change the game. Next question, um, changing the years of seesaw behavior and truly making lasting change. Sign up for the 47 day. Um, I'm not trying to sell you guys on it, but I think if you are Honest, going, 
Yeah, go ahead. If you're going back and forth and you've been trying it by yourself for years, getting a community and a coach and accountability, I think is going to take you to a different place. And honestly, it helps me. And I have this gym of community and I have you and, but to have that extra support and that extra structure to force you to like really hone in on those goals can be such a great way to establish long lasting habits and it's helped me throughout the years. So that's why I'm very passionate about sharing it with you all. Well, I'm proud of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause obviously I put a ton of time into it. We've refined it over the years, but it brings me to, uh, I shared this today on my Instagram stories. It says everyone looks at the cost of a book and a course and a coach. Nobody considers the cost of being in the same place a year from now. I'll repeat that really quick just so you guys catch it. Everybody looks at what it costs for a course or a book or a coach, but nobody considers the cost of being in the same place one year from now. And I don't care if you buy anything from us ever. It really doesn't matter to me. Um, Go anywhere. That's going to help you. But I've spent, if I had a guess, at least between mastermind groups and conferences and everything, at least $30,000 over the past 12 years on personal development and just being connected to people who were people that I respected and people that I wanted to be, you know, in the same room with and be on the same level at. And it's helped me more than almost anything else. I've early on before I had a, you know, I had a drag Heather with me at first and then she wanted to do all her own stuff. But, and some of that is just things that aren't, don't seem fun, but that changes behavior and that, that makes us all better. And I think you can benefit from doing that. And so whether it's stuff that we put out or something, but being around other people and having them walk you through and hold you accountable to an external, you know, variable, I, I think makes the biggest difference for people. Cause if it's just us. We can quit anytime. Like if I'm just here on the assault bike, ah, okay, I've, I've done enough. But if there's three people next to me and they're all going to 200 cows, well, I'm going to go to the 200 cows too. You know, iron sharpens iron. It really does. Uh, two more and then I'll read my last thing. Other than uh, athletic greens, what would be one vitamin that you would take on top of that? For me, as a woman, magnesium. Why? Because it can help with your... Usually women are deficient in it, and then it can help with um, calming you at night, and also just with your digestive tract, it can help. I would say uh, vitamin D, for sure, for everybody, Um, which you get a free year supply if you do take Athletic Greens. Using our partner link, yeah. Yes, those would be the ones I would suggest. And if I went on the list, you could take extra zinc or fish oils and things like that. But that would probably cover almost all the bases for sure. So hopefully that helped answer. And the last one, what are the best tips to increase mobility in 2022? Uh, My advice, just do mobility every day. And if you don't know how to do it, you can easily YouTube. We have a full playlist for Mm -hmm. free. There's like 50 videos. It's Jeremy Scott Fitness on YouTube. There is a playlist with like 50 videos. I go through not every flow that I have, but quite a few. And we go body part specific stuff too. You can literally click it, watch it, and follow along with me for five, six, seven minutes yeah, at a time. Put it on your phone, put it on an iPad, or put it now with the smart TVs. Just pull, pull it up on the big TV and take at least 10 minutes to start doing it. And if you, I'm not telling you how to decorate your house because obviously I don't get to do anything at my house. I just live there. But I told him when we have a new house, whenever 50, that 50, is, 50, 50. he can help. Give We're going to split the house down the middle. 
and Jeremy's going to take half the rooms, and Heather's going to get half the rooms. No. And that'll be Jeremy style, and then Heather style. What do you think? I'd love to see your style. You're, you're, you're so stylish. You're in my office right now. <laughs> what do you think of it? It's like a big cluster. And what is your style? Well, it's I have many styles. What is like your favorite? Um, I really don't have a favorite right now. I guess like overall rustic modern. Oh, yeah. Mine's more like beachy bohemian. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're bugging me. I learned all these words from her and I don't know what any of them mean. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, how you decorate your house. I know it sounds like maybe not super flattering, but if you can keep a foam roller close to where you watch TV or sit down, it's super beneficial. Yeah. I just put it in our laundry room, which is close to our family room, but... Because a lot of people will store them like in a closet. Or put it in your office if you have like a home office. Yes. Because if it's, if it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Mm-hmm. But if you see it, I just, I have a feeling you're more inclined to maybe hop on and do it when you find some stiffness and soreness. All right. Last thing, and we'll get you guys out of here. Uh, Pat Rigsby sent this out. And I wanted to read it. Um, He was tying it to kind of like building your ideal business. And I'm going to tie it to building your ideal life because they they echo one and the same. I I resonate with these a lot because my business essentially like is my life. I've been able to, you know, intertwine them for, for better and for worse. But as I sit here and I get excited about like the new year, I'm just going to talk about some thoughts real quick um, for everybody. I believe that you are the architect of your past, present, and your future. And you can get where you want to go personally and professionally by embracing a handful of these ideas. But most of you know it all starts with the change. And if you change your beliefs about what you're capable of having and doing and being, you'll be able to change the path. But you have to believe it. And if you truly believe that you can have a life that you want and you decide that you will have it, you're going to overcome the biggest obstacle that have probably stood in your way. You just have to decide like what your ideal life looks like. You have to get clear about what you want to do, who you want to be, who you want to help, and what type of lifestyle you want to be going through 24-7, 365. You have to understand like what do you want to be known for, what is your life going to provide others, and what is that life going to provide you? And I think that's probably the, the biggest sentence that sticks out there. What is your life going to provide you and what is your life going to provide others? And that's a big, obviously, sentence to unpack. I'm not, you know, here to answer it for you guys, but I do think that's critical when you're making decisions. Because I think most of you are much, much more talented than me. And you're capable of having an amazing, profound impact, probably one bigger than I think most of you could ever imagine, especially on the lives of others and on your own as you kind of move down the road. And I honestly believe that you can only reach that potential that you have inside of you if you're willing to focus on being the best version of yourself, not some watered-down version of someone else. You have to be authentic. I can't say that enough. Like, you know, I can't be Heather. Heather can't be me. Like, I can't be Alexia. I can't be Hannah. I can't be BJ. I can only be myself. Every great leader, every great entrepreneur, every great person that, you know, you honestly probably know that has done really great things has been an original and so are you. So if you believe in yourself and you're committed to being the best version of you, things become a lot simpler. And I think a lot of people suffer with this comparison game, trying to be somebody they're not. If you are just committed to being the best version of you, life gets a lot easier, a lot quick. And then the next part of the plan becomes real basic because if you know who you are 
and you know where you want to go, you can do fewer things and you can do fewer things better. And that's what I'm saying. You can't be a jack of all trades, then you're a master of none. You have to have self-awareness. You can't always overextend yourself. But if you're willing to understand who you are, you can do fewer things better. And then you can start to produce the outcomes that you want. You can take responsibility for your actions. You can unlock this greatness that's inside of you. And that's a super simple formula. But it takes a level of auditing, like we talked about earlier, and a level of self-awareness that a lot of people don't have as you move into the new year. And I believe if you understand that you're capable of accomplishing enough and you're willing to go all in on being the best version of you rather than an imitation of somebody else, you'll be able to not only pursue an ideal life, but you'll have this focus and passion that's going to let you get there. Again, you just have to be willing to understand who you are, do fewer things better, so you can honestly be the best version of you and be the best not only, you know, in your field, but be the best person you can possibly be. And you have to embrace that that's the only way you can get there. And if you do that, I think you'll be able to create enough happiness and a life that you really want to live. So obviously, I know sometimes when you guys are making a transformation, it's tough, it's lonely. Obviously, we have a program, you can jump into it. But if you need anything else, obviously, we're here to help you coach you guide you give you whatever, you know, small pieces of wisdom we have in our head along the way. And sometimes these you know, sometimes it's tough. I know that obviously you guys lived through the last couple of years. Um, it probably hasn't been ideal, but we can't live in the past. You can only look forward to the year ahead and, uh, use the excitement that comes from a new year. And when you set fresh goals and let that give you some momentum out of the gate and embrace it as like a formula, you know, to keep kicking ass, even when things might not go your way. So you can ultimately get to, you know, where you inspire to go. So that's it. Yeah, reach out if you have any questions, and Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, thank you guys, as always, uh, sincerely. Uh, we appreciate you more than you know. If you didn't listen and comment and share all the things, we would not keep putting out episodes like this consistently. So it means a lot. Again, all the podcast sponsors are in the show notes. If you guys want to check out the 47-Day Transformation uh 47daytransformation.com. Hit me up for a podcast discount code. I'm happy to share it with you guys. If you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, drop it a five star. Leave a comment now on Spotify. You can do the same thing as well. Drop us a five star there. We thank you. Uh, have an awesome start to 2022. We'll be back. I'll be back later this week for sure. I have Colleen Fosh on the podcast on January the 9th, which is next Sunday. It's a week from today, but it'll probably pop on back before then. So thank you guys. Have thank an you. awesome rest of your day. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.